Miss Lucy, come quick, come quick! Georgina's shrill voice echoed through the sparsely furnished room where Lucy still paced angrily, thinking of all the ways she could do away with the new Earl of Drayson. Picking up her skirts, she rushed to meet her maid, who clung to the banister, appearing as grey as the clouds. There's a man, Georgina stammered, d- dead in road. He's so pale and blue. Looks as though he's been there a while. And Lucy didn't wait to hear any more. She bolted out of the front door, not bothering to don her coat or bonnet or even some boots, and ran down the carriage path. The sleet slapped against her face, feeling like hundreds of needle pricks and making it difficult to see. Her slippers soaked up the water, chilling her feet and toes, while pebbles dug into the soles. Still she continued on, running as fast as she dared on the slippery path. A few bends in the road later, she finally saw the man, and stumbled to a stop, her eyes wide. It was as she'd feared. Lord Drayson lay sprawled across the road in a limp and awkward position. The bluish hue of his skin did indeed make him appear dead. The exact fate Lucy had wished on him only moments before. Not far from his person lay his hat, now sodden and mashed. Oh, no! One hand rested against her queasy stomach while the other covered her mouth. Had she caused this? Surely God knew that she hadn't really meant such a fate to happen to anyone, even to someone as horrid as the Earl. What now? Lucy had no idea what to do. The cold seeped into her body, triggering a fit of the shivers. First her chest, followed by her arms and legs, and finally her lips. As she stood there in shock, A slight movement captured her attention, and her breath caught in her throat. She took a few steps nearer, watching the Earl's chest closely. Sure enough, his chest rose and fell ever so slightly, indicating that he was, somehow, still breathing. Lucy let out the breath she had been holding. He wasn't dead. Her dreadful wish had not come true. Thank heavens! Lucy's relief was only momentary, however, for while she was grateful that Lord Drayson was still among the living, she had little desire to help him. He, who had caused her so much distress. Why couldn't he have tumbled from his horse far enough away for someone else to find him? Speaking of his horse, where was Darling? Lucy looked around, not seeing the Arabian anywhere. Perhaps the animal had gone for help, and would soon lead a more willing rescuer back here. "'Lucille Beresford, how can you think such wicked thoughts?' she chided herself. "'She must remember her papa's favourite sermon about the good Samaritan, and help this man.' But coming to the aid of someone she did not care for at all was an extremely unpleasant prospect. Georgina arrived out of breath at Lucy's side and wrung her hands, clearly agitated. "'He's dead, isn't he? Oh, miss!' "'What should we do?' "'Calm yourself, Georgie,' said Lucy. "'I am afraid that he is not dead. "'See? Still breathing.' "'Afraid?' Georgina widened her eyes at Lucy. "'Why would you wish a stranger dead, miss?' "'Thee, the daughter of a vicar.' 
he is no stranger to me, and I really do not wish him dead, said Lucy, but I have no wish to help him either. Still, something must be done, mustn't it? We cannot leave him here to die. Lucy folded her arms and began rubbing them in an attempt to warm her body while she gave the matter some thought. Should she send Georgina for the doctor? No. Even if her maid saddled Zeus and rode him into town, it would take hours for them to return. They could not leave Lord Drayson out here in this wretched weather until then. Should I go for help? Georgina asked, still wringing her hands. Perhaps after we get him inside. Get him inside? How do you suppose we do that? By dragging him, of course, said Lucy. There are two of us and only one of him. I'm sure we can manage. Come now, you take that arm and I shall take this one. 